Time now, the federal newscast. The new Veterans Affairs Secretary, Robert Wilkie, says several new people will be taking top-level leadership positions at VA shortly. Pamela Powers will be the department's new chief of staff, and Chris Syrak will be the deputy chief. Jacqueline Hayes-Bird will be the department's chief human capital officer. Meanwhile, former acting VA Secretary Peter O'Rourke will be demoted to become a senior advisor at the agency. President Donald Trump has signed the 2019 Defense Authorization Act into law. The bill authorizes $700 billion in spending for the Defense Department. It also requires DOD's chief management officer to find ways to cut the Pentagon's fourth estate by 25%. GSA's Federal Acquisition Service sees a lot of movement in its executive ranks. More from Federal News Radio's Jason Miller. Three key leaders announced they're leaving GSA, including Kay Ely, the assistant commissioner for the IT category. Federal News Radio confirms that Ely announced her plans yesterday to retire by December 31st. She will leave her assistant commissioner role on September 30th to go on a 90-day detail to work on the interagency task force to merge GSA and OPM. Along with Ely, David Savinich and Joel Minton announced they'll return to the private sector. Savinich leads the modernization of the government-wide acquisition systems. Minton leads the login.gov program. I'm Jason Miller. And agencies must do more to protect against a growing threat from bad actors called blended operations. Those are attacks that target software and hardware. It's one conclusion in a new report called Deliver Uncompromised by the MITRE Corporation. It offers 15 recommendations ranging from more supply chain accountability for leadership to creating a national supply chain intelligence center. The State Department has seen its workforce numbers expand since Secretary Mike Pompeo lifted the agency's hiring freeze. State added 500 employees between September 2017 and July of 2018. Pompeo lifted that freeze less than a month after his confirmation. Bringing political employees on board has been more challenging, though. The Senate still needs to act on more than 40 nominations. The Marine Corps is the latest military service to launch a bug bounty. It's the Defense Department's sixth challenge to white hat hackers and officially got underway on Sunday. The bounty runs through August 26th. Officials say hackers filed 75 unique vulnerability reports during the program's first day during a launch event in Las Vegas. The Hack the Marine Corps program had been Administered by the security firm Hacker One has paid out more than $80,000 in bug bounties so far. More than a quarter million people voiced their opinions to the Census Bureau about the addition of a citizenship question on the 2020 census. The deadline for public comments ended last week. Many individuals and organizations say the addition of an untested question could hurt response rates in the decennial count. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross announced the question would be added to the questionnaire in March. Homeland Security would get a bigger role in elections if this bill becomes law. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. The Secure Elections Act is sponsored by both Republican and Democratic leadership on the House Intelligence Committee. It would enact a grant system to help states replace old voting gear with machines producing auditable paper trails. It would also direct Homeland Security to improve data sharing between state and federal officials concerning cybersecurity of elections. A similar bill is already before the Senate. I'm Tom Temin. Sixteen Democratic senators are asking new Veterans Affairs Secretary Robert Wilkie to review several major personnel actions that took place at the agency under prior leadership. They want Wilkie to review whether previous leadership purposely ousted longtime career VA employees and replaced them with political appointees or White House advisors. They also question VA's implementation of the president's recent executive orders on accountability, official time, and collective bargaining. And Marine Corps aviation commanders are not accurately reporting aircraft readiness. A Defense Department IG report says nine squadron commanders didn't report the present state of their aircraft readiness. Five of those commanders overstated the number of capable aircraft under their command. I'm Jared Serbill.